Welcome to Power Up, a podcast show hosted by Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio that brings life to some of the stories on Power Electronics technologies and products featured on PowerElectronicsNews.com and through other as Pencore Media publications. In this show, you'll hear both engineers and executives discuss news, challenges, and opportunities for power electronics in markets such as automotive, industrial, and consumer. Here is your host, Editor-in-Chief of PowerElectronicsNews.com and EEWeb.com, Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new episode of Power Up. Today, we will talk about uh, wideband gap uh, semiconductors for smart power, for a greener future. A greener future has become one of the most important concerns in recent years. As the amount of people living on our planet increases, the need for a new approach on energy is pushing towards more sustainable perspectives. Power semiconductors based on gallium nitride and silicon carbide technologies may provide a path to efficient power supply across industrial environments, while also complementing the expansion of the renewable energy segment. Gallium nitride and silicon carbide are designed wide-band gap semiconductors based on the energy required to shift electrons in, the, in these materials from the valence to the conduction band. From, for silicon, this energy is uh, about 1.1 electron volt, about 3.2 electron volt for silicon carbide, and 3.4 electron volt for GAN. Those properties lead to a higher applicable breakdown voltage, which can reach up to 1,700 volts in some application. Today we will talk about several parts of this topic together with Patrick Lefrère. Patrick is an experienced senior marketer and degree qualified engineer with a 35-year track record of success in power electronics. He has pioneered the marketing of new technologies such as digital power and technical initiatives to reduce energy consumption. Patrick has written and presented a lot of white papers and articles at the world's leading international power electronics conference. Let me introduce Patrick and let's start the talking. Hi Patrick, thanks a lot for, for having you in this uh, podcast, thanks. Uh, thanks Mauricio for your invitation. <laughs> Okay, so today I would like to talk with you about uh, wideband gap semiconductor for uh, smart power, for a greener future. Before going into details, please introduce yourself, Patrick. Um, my name is Patrick Lefebvre. I'm French. Um, I st started um, uh, electronic in 1980, power electronic in uh, 1982 in a startup company. Uh, my first uh, design was to implement pulse width modulations in the military DC-DC converter in 1986. Um, very challenging at the time, it was no um, commercial circuit available on the market. We had to go chip bonding and SIGFIL technology. Uh, and uh, we were chasing the highest efficiency as possible for power supply that will go in a submarine. 
then I moved to uh, Ericsson 1996, where I was part of the digital power journey. And um, it was very exciting as well to move from ID to um, product. And then I joined Powerbox, a Swedish company in uh, uh, 2005. And then I started again a journey in wideband gap, which is another exciting area. Yeah, excellent. So nowadays we are living in a, a new year driven by electrification and uh, uh, automation too. And the power electronics market is uh, evolving to achieve uh, several goals, several targets. Energy efficiency is now uh, a strategic uh, initiative in uh, several industries, as you know, uh, such as data center, uh, electric vehicles, and uh, the, green uh, the green grid. Wideband gap power semiconductors uh, devices in uh, silicon carbide or SIC and uh, gallium nitride or GAN technologies provide design advantages for sure. Based on your experience, where can we find gallium nitride and silicon carbide in a power stage? In which uh, systems or subsystems do we need uh, a strong use of these uh, wideband gap uh, materials and how they are, they are changing the, uh, the design? In particular, uh, how wideband gap materials are changing the power industry? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know that uh, as a power designer, we are always searching for a higher efficiency, lower power dissipations. Uh, and especially when we talk about energy efficiency envelope and also uh, saving energy at the end with the goal to reduce CO2 emission, it's very, very important to use the, the best performant uh, component on the market. Uh, why bond gap has been for discussion for many, many years. Uh, it has been presented at many conferences. Uh, and then over year after years, companies started to develop commercial product. Yeah. What we have seen first is the... Um, it was more like an experimental, um, either silicon carbide or GAN, uh, used in a very, very um, exotic applications. But starting about five years ago, when a supplier released commercial product, we see immediately the benefit of that technology to increase switching frequency while decreasing the size of the power supply. That for sure, you don't need to squeeze the size everywhere. But if we take an example of a USB charger, the USB charger that has been for many, many years called Vampire, a number of regulation to reduce the standby energy in this type of, of, of equipment uh, has been achieved by regulations and by new design. Uh, Wideband gap and especially GAN in this type of application have made possible to reduce the size uh, and increasing efficiency. For example, like a, you can now have a 75 watt charger in the size of previous 25 watt. Uh, this is this is this is the first I say application that really emerged for wideband gap. Um, we um, we have seen now a number of um, press release and article on uh, on that technology. Uh, at the same time, more in silence, uh, the GAN started uh, to to take a speed in a power factor corrector. The PFC uh, are a very important part of the power supply. And, and improving efficiency is uh, is uh, very important. Uh, there is a lot of discussion, you know, between conventional 
uh, FET yeah. technology and 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 uh, and wide band gap or semiconductor. Uh, but uh, but at the end, I think the two will will coexist together, um, and I think that. We have no clear example that uh, the GAN uh, is uh, getting speed in uh, in the market, improving efficiency, improving uh, energy utilizations, and I, I think this is um, this is really changing the power industry. But maybe we can debate a little bit more about how this transition will affect because. Very often we talk about revolution. We like very much, uh, you know, especially in marketing buzzword. But uh, why bond gap is a, is an evolution. It's uh, it's a very very interesting evolution within the power industry. Excellent point. So in terms of manufacturing, uh, what are the current issues, if any, arising from uh, the pandemic, uh, uh, the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic? This is a, a particular period that we we are facing. So the world market has been affected by COVID nineteen uh, pandemic. What has been the impact on the power? electronics market, in particular about uh, gallium nitride and silicon uh, carbide. In that context, have there been any changes on the supply chain based on your experience? How are you organizing and what uh, short-term and long-term impacts do you foresee in the semiconductor industry? Globally speaking, um, maybe you have uh, read the interview from the Cisco, uh, head of Cisco, about this uh, component shortage and silicon shortage. And this is a very big concern for everybody. Uh, when it comes about wide bond gap, uh, considering this is a relatively new technology coming to market, but as well that all manufacturers, they started to expand their manufacturing capacity uh, at quite, um, uh, quite in a significant magnitude. Uh, we yeah. don't we don't see um, power shortage on on the wide band gap at this point of time because the technology is in a ramp up phase. Uh, the number of products that are using uh, GAN and silicon carbide uh, are still relatively low if we compare to the semiconductor, the conventional semiconductors. That means the impact of this uh, semiconductor shortage is a little bit less on the wide band gap. Uh, even the, 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 there is uh, some concern uh, from our power designer about uh, which one to use and which ones to use. I think in terms of designer, um, it's uh, it's important to invest in a new technology on companies that have already shown their ability to grow uh, their production. Mm -hmm. um, we um, uh, we have seen a number of press releases. We don't uh, we 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 cannot name specific company, but uh, we have seen a lot of uh, press release about uh, company expanding the manufacturing uh, capacity for GAN and um, uh, silicon carbide. Beside of that, uh, there is still a lot of concern about conventional MOSFET and, uh, and, and control ICs. Um, some manufacturers for PWM, just a simple PWM, are, mm -hmm. are moved now from 12 to 26 weeks delivery lead time. And we know that some components are not even uh, uh, confirmed. Um, I would say the luck of the companies that have invested in GAN and silicon carbide a year ago or even two years ago in their mm -hmm. new design, they have the privilege to get um, off this uh, component shortage. Uh, 
but maybe I shouldn't say that too loudly because so everything could happen. Uh, we we have seen that some factory affected by a big fire in Japan. Yeah. Uh, but I would say that I am quite confident uh, that uh, the wideband gap um, technology will be less affected by this component shortage. So power semiconductor manufacturers believe it, uh, that GAN and uh, silicon carbide or SIC-based devices hold the key for the expansion of uh, renewable energies. Uh, for sure, uh, uh, GAN and silicon carbide will uh, drive the, the future of uh, high power uh, and uh, density, uh, better efficiency, etc. What is the rule? of wideband gap semiconductors in renewable energies, growing and supporting renewable energy, I guess, need a lot of challenges. Yes. Um, if, if the GAN is, uh, has found its way in um, uh, USB chargers and uh, PFC, uh, the silicon carbide is definitely a big advantage for renewable energy, especially when you are dealing with uh, photovoltaic or uh, high voltage generators where you need to have a high efficiency and, and also very much, much better thermal control um, the benefit of the, 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 the silicon carbide, um, uh, it's for sure that um, uh, higher power density, higher uh, integrations, capacity. Uh, and then we see that a number of um, um, inverter or um, uh, DC to AC uh, are starting to use silicon carbide. There are as well um, the leading companies offering a complete package that include the driver for sure, the, the, the component, the control, but there is also now intelligent power that are uh, specific, specifically designed for application where you use very fast switching uh, technology and uh, and the wide band gap. Um, it is always very complicated to talk about a specific semiconductor uh, in a very large scope when we talk yeah. about renewable energy, because renewable energy, they are almost everything, wind turbine, uh, solar, but also hydrogen and, and uh, fuel cells. How, how the the fuel cells, for example, could benefit from control and uh, convert power conversion from uh, wide band gap. It comes probably from the car industry. Uh, we see that uh, uh, the car industry is exploring uh, power conversion using wide band gap uh, for uh, fuel cells. Uh, and then ex the, this uh, type of application will probably go and benefit uh, to the consumer segment. Um, we, the intrinsic uh, performance mm -hmm. of the, the, the wide band gap and the silicon carbide in that case are really a real benefit for, uh, for, the, for renewable energy. Um, it, is, it is very interesting because a um, um, number of uh, companies that have used uh, conventional technology that have been very slow to change are now very fast in implementing uh, this, this type of technology. Uh, there are um, soon, it will be PCIM and a lot of presentation will be done there. And we know that the leading company will present uh, a wide band gap application for uh, renewable energy. Um, I believe it's, it's, it's always very difficult to pinpoint a specific applications. And, uh, but I would say 
solar uh, photovoltaic applications yeah. or, or the one that will probably first benefit uh, for the wideband gap. Uh, but then there are also a lot of other applications in transportation. Um, everybody would like to have a clean transportation. Hydrogen is, uh, is pretty one, but hydrogen uh, as such is not is not enough. You need a lot of electronic um, to get uh, the, the the power out from the from the fuel cells, and and this is where definitely I see that silicon carbide as as a play as a role to play. So we you mentioned uh, renewable energies. Uh, what do you expect from the goal of zero emission? Can uh, can we reach that? What are your uh, thoughts? Um, this is interesting because a couple of years ago, I presented a paper on something that I call cradle to cradle in power electronic. Uh, and, and it's uh, at that time, it was, uh, it was everybody considered that was a crazy guy. <laughs> uh, but now, now this uh, zero emission is, uh, is for sure at this point of time a concept and we are all working uh, on, uh, on different uh, parts of, uh, of that. It, it goes from the generation of electricity, the utilization of the electricity, and then what we deliver to the customer. Mm -hmm. uh, the, this circle in, the, in zero emission is, is very, very complex because it starts from the manufacturing of your semiconductor to the end of life. And in terms of um, power electronic, pure power electronic, we we all aim for this 99.99 efficiency, uh, which is um, which is a, a complex equation because semiconductor is only a part of the equation. Improving the switching efficiency is good, but we need a lot of other components like a, a transformer and capacitors um, to uh, to also uh, improve in in their in their way of operating. The zero emission, or uh, the uh, these, it's 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 in, it's comes from, I would say, electronic uh, way of working, uh, and also best practice in in the in the yep. old chain, and. I believe um, everybody has to take a to take a step in this process. The power electronic using new component and new technology and new topologies uh, will continue to improve efficiency uh, because very often we consider the peak efficiency, but we should consider how can we have a flat curve efficiency, which has been very very much improved by digital control. Uh, but how can we get a flat curve from Maybe ten percent load to one hundred percent load, and 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 by doing that, it will contribute to this zero emission because we will improve efficiency all over, and then uh, I I believe it's um it's a way forward, and then for sure I mean why bond gap will definitely contribute to that. Very interesting. So uh, let me introduce the the last topic before the the conclusion. With uh, the development of intelligent technologies, many companies are making a key contribution to dealing with the global uh, challenge of climate change. And uh, as uh, you, you you told, new materials and uh, efficient cheap uh, solutions play an important role in this uh, in this process. About that, what resources are available for engineers who are willing to get started with the energy design? 
Um, but they, it, it, it's um, it's a little bit of paradox. Uh, when the COVID nineteen uh, started to eat the world, and uh, all the com- many companies uh, started to stop uh, almost their whole operation, uh, working at home, quarantine, curfew. Um, for for a couple of months, it has been a very very disturbing situation when. You cannot really meet people. You cannot work in your lab. But rapidly, uh, the power electronic manufacturers and uh, and the power electronic association they started to develop online training. Uh, and then we see an amazing number of training provided by supplier, uh, where the power designer can attend uh, almost every day. There is there is one webinar on a new technology. Uh, there is also large convention like PCIM uh, that will be online. There is this Apply Power Electronic Conference that uh, yep. was supposed to be in Phoenix that will be online. And there are a number of um, other online conferences. Something that is not very much um, advertised is a number of companies are now offering very, very high and performance simulation tool online uh, that are using a cloud-based application uh, with some connected to supercomputer. That means I know that a number of uh, uh, my colleagues that are in design, they are using this type of tool. In one end, they can learn about new technology like silicon, carbide, GAN, and uh, uh, Mm -hmm. also the the latest technology in uh, digital power because Everything is based on how can you improve your process and how can you better control your, your power supply. And digital power is definitely the must. But also, uh, what is very important for the power supply community is, all to, is to keep in touch. We, meant, you, we talk about the zero emission. Uh, this is a this is an ecosystem where you need to not only learn about what you what you like to learn, which is power, for example power electronic and switching, but it's also to learn about the whole ecosystem, uh, how the power supply will coexist with the rest, and how it will be interact uh, with the rest. And for that, there is a lot of um, organization. Uh, the United Nations Global Compact is, uh, is is a place maybe not for power designer, but to understand this ecosystem. Learning online is has been new for many. Uh, it become a normal. Uh, we don't know for how long this COVID will stay. We hope uh, as soon as possible to return to, to business normal. But during this uh, year and a half of uh, pandemic, a lot of things have changed in the way we learn. Uh, online um, seminar um, exhibitions uh, like the uh, like uh, the, uh, APEC uh, PCIM, but also power electronic exhibitions. Um, I think it's um, it's a change. We I think during the during the past year and a half, we learn how to learn in a different way, and uh, online is very important. And this uh, I hope this uh, webinar will contribute to this. Yeah. Excellent. So they are very interesting uh, points. Thanks a lot, uh, Patrick. Thanks. Uh, it's been a pleasure to, to have you in this podcast. Thank you and stay tuned. Thank you, Martin. Thanks a lot, Patrick. Thanks for this great one. It's important to invest in, in a new technology. The car industry is exploring power conversion using wide band gap materials. 
in terms of renewable energies. Solar photovoltaic applications, as Patrick told, will probably first benefit for the wideband gap, but there are also a lot of other applications, in particular transportation. Everybody would like to have a clean transportation, and Patrick mentioned uh, hydrogen. Power electronics uh, is a complex equation. Semiconductors are only a part of the equation, improving the switching efficiency. But we need a lot of other components to reach our goal of zero emissions, like transformer, capacitor, but also digital power will be another good boost for reaching our goals. As Patrick told, this is an ecosystem where you need uh, to not only learn about uh, uh, what you like to learn, which is power for your power, but it's also to learn about the whole ecosystem, how the power supply will coexist with the rest and how it will be interact with the rest. Thanks a lot, everyone. See you to the next episode. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm.